Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. God has been so, God has been so good to me. I'm thanking and praising God for the privilege of another evening to come and to share in this Bible study. Let's pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. We lift you up. We magnify you. We exalt your name. You are such an awesome God. We look back over our lives, hallelujah, hallelujah, even over our last 24 hours, and we see that you have been good. With all the corruption going on around us, we believe, O oh God, for the saints, you have kept things in a stable situation. And we thank you, dear Lord. We realize it could be chaotic. We realize it could be out of control. But it is all in control because of you. And we give your name praise, glory, and honor. We thank you, O oh God, for the believers who constantly call upon your name to do those things that only you can do. Not here on earth, O oh God, but in the atmosphere, that you set the atmosphere right, O oh God, that the people here are in control. So thank you, dear Lord, for what you do behind the scenes that we don't even see. Thank you, God, for you uh, helping us, O oh God, and sustaining us and keeping us from danger seen and unseen. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you continuously move by your spirit, O oh God, and cause us to delve deeper into your word. It's only by you, O oh God, and by your spirit and by your power. And we thank you, dear Lord, for what you have done. Have your way tonight in the midst of our Bible study. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. <clears throat> Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. God is so good. I pray that you're able to go on YouTube. Um, I have successfully uploaded one video. I thought I was going to have two uploaded um, and go for three this week, but I ran into difficulty uploading the second one. It was a Bible study, so you could actually see what I'm doing um, on the Bible study call. This is a old, old Bible study from December the 12th. Listen, 2017, can you believe it? It's from December the 12th, 2017. I edit and then uploaded it, but it, I, I had problems with it. And, and I want to tell you, sometimes when there's a long-term bondage, there's a long-term yoke, there's a long-term um, defeated mindset, when there's a long-term uh, problem in your life, and in and and multiple ways, it could be keeping you bound, keeping you yoked. Um, what we're going to talk about tonight or what we're going to continue to talk about is the way to break that. We're into it right now. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing as I'm teaching. I'm, I'm not going to um, give you the impression as if I've got it all together. As I'm teaching it in different areas of my life, I'm experiencing it. So I'm thanking and praising God for the spiritual warfare and the deliverance that I'm receiving in different areas of my life, things that I thought I could not do. 
Um, and, and it's not something that I talk about every day saying I can't do this, I can't do that, I'm having struggles with this, struggles with that. I don't talk about it. I stay on the positive. I talk about the things I am doing. I talk about the goodness of the Lord. Behind the scenes, I deal with the Lord on areas in my own life that I know I'm having challenges, and I'm seeing breakthrough. I'm telling you, spiritual warfare, and when you, when you take it up a notch to fasting and, and prayer, you're going to see that you're going to experience breakthrough, and you're going to understand. No, you can talk about yokes and bondages and things of that nature, but, but you, you, until you experience freedom, good God Almighty, until you experience God releasing you in the spirit and you realizing, hold on a second, that thing that was in my life before is no longer there. You're going to know how it is to be set free. You're going to know. And, and when you experience it, let me tell you something. It's going to give you that um, turbo boost in the spirit realm in order for you to help somebody else. You're going to know without a shadow of a doubt. See, I know it because of what the Bible said, and I believe it with my whole heart. If my whole heart is not in it, God's going to have to show me that my whole heart wasn't into it. He's going to have to show me. He's going to have to reveal it that, no, 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 you, you had it, son, but, but you weren't all the way into it. Now you're all the way into it. Oh, okay, thank you, God, because I thought I was all the way into it back then. Thank you, Father. You are going to experience. When you experience it, let me tell you, it takes you to a whole nother level when it comes to you going, wow, in the name of Jesus, you are free. And I know what that freedom feels like. I know it even if it's in one area. See, let me show you this. If you've got your feet tied and your ankles tied, right, and, and, um, and, and okay, let's do this. Your, your feet are tied, and then you're in, like, a sitting position, and then your, your, your um, hands are tied, tied together, right? Left foot to right foot, left wrist to, to right wrist. And you're hunched right there on your knees where you can't pull your, your hands off of your knees. Then you have another chain around your neck, and, and it's connected to your wrist. So now you're in a hunched position and you cannot move. If you can finally get your head free, now your wrist and your ankles are still tied, but you got your head free. It gives you, listen, I'm not totally free, but I got some freedom, and boy, not to be hunched over, good God Almighty, thank you, God. I'm not, listen, I still may have this area or that area, but this area that I do have free, I'm telling you, it feels good. Woo, I haven't been able to move like this in a while. That's what freedom is. So it could be an area of your mind where the enemy, uh, thank you, Lord, where the enemy is tormenting you with a thought from the past, will not release you. There's a whole lot of, of philosophies and, and concepts out there of how to get free. Let me tell you something. I don't subscribe to any of those other areas, those other ways. I'm telling you what I do work for me. It's just like a person that pushes anison. Anis, uh, not Anderson, let's say Excedrin over Tylenol, Advil over Aleve, because they've tried it. I know what Advil will do, so I don't know about Aleve. I don't know. Aleve may work. You, if you want to do Aleve, you do Aleve. I'm saying when I deal with the Father and, 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 and when I do spiritual warfare based on the word of God that I've received, let me tell you something. I've experienced freedom. When I started to do warfare on a daily basis and started to, to stay before the Lord, I experienced freedom. 
And what I'm doing is like Harriet Tubman, I'm going back getting other folks and saying, hold on, come this way. If you come this way, you're going to experience the freedom that I experienced. I know it's a rough road. I know it's going, to, it's going to take a lot out of your routine. It's going to alter. I won't say it take a lot out. It'll alter your routine. It alters your routine. And when you really get into it, you're going to find out, let me tell you something, the, the word of God is true and the freedom is true. It says, who the Son set free. Good God Almighty. That's right. I hear you. It's free indeed. So we're back on page 168 in the book, uh, Becoming a Prayer Warrior by Elizabeth Ells, and we're on page 168. Um, It's entitled, this area is Biblical Reasons for Fasting. I call it Reasons Reasons for Fasting. I just wrote it over again right there at the top, and I numbered one through five. One through five. Now, you know what? Well, again, when I put it right there by the three, that's where we're supposed to start at. Uh, reason number one was uh, uh, the example was set by Jesus. This example was set by Jesus. And, again, I talked about it last week. If Jesus fasted and prayed, then you know we got to fast and pray. When Jesus started his ministry, he, he fasted for 40 days. Now, again, I mentioned it last week. I'll mention it again. It's amazing that some folks haven't decided, you know what, Jesus fasted for 40 days. I need to fast for 40 days. At some period in time, Lord, you tell me when. I need to fast for 40 days. I'm amazed that it doesn't come to people's mind. It's a question. I'm just asking a question. Has it ever come to your mind that you want to fast? You did a lot of things that a lot of other people did. They did this. You did it. They did that. You did it. I don't know what it is. It's whatever it is. You did it. And, and, and if you're just honest with yourself, sometimes we do things because somebody else did it. Did you ever think about fasting? Have you ever think, thought about fasting? Why? Because Jesus, your great example, fasted for 40 days. For 40 days. When he started his ministry, he fasted for 40 days. And understand, whenever you enter into serious prayer, I'm talking, thank you, God, genuine prayer, when you're real, when you're sincere about it, let me tell you something. The enemy rears his ugly head. You've got to understand. The enemy is going to come at you all kinds of ways. That's why we we have the scripture, Genesis, um, Genesis, Matthew chapter 4, where where Jesus goes up, where's my Bible at? Where Jesus is in the wilderness, um, after, after, watch this, after fasting, and, and, and the enemy comes to him. So you better understand, I don't know whether yours is going to be after you fast or while you're fasting or whatever, but the enemy is going to rear his ugly head, and I'm just checking my, my references here. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, he's going to rear his ugly head, and, and then Jesus not only set the example when he fasted for 40 days, but he also set the example of when the enemy rears his ugly head, how you're supposed to handle him. And you've got to notice, listen, sometimes we, I don't know, I think we have selective amnesia. We start, we, we remember the things that we want to remember. We forget the things we want to forget. Understand that when it comes to you experiencing victory in, your, in, your, in Christendom, you need to do this thing the way Jesus did it. No, 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 not the way pastor did it. Oh, I saw pastor do this. Pastor said he got. No, no, no. Read this Bible and do it the way the patriarchs did it. Honor God, good God Almighty. You honor God when you follow the word of God. 
when you when you follow the word of God, understanding that this is the inspired word of God, this word is God breathed, then guess what? Then you start to get the victory and you get watch this, you give God the glory with the victory. See, sometimes you get the good God Almighty, thank you, Lord. Sometimes you get the victory in your life, but you don't give God the glory for the victory. No, no, no. You need to let that one soak in. It's important that God gets the glory out of the victory that you receive in your life. Many times I believe that's why we don't receive, watch this, lasting victory. You get this moment, this fleeting moment of victory, but you don't have lasting victory. And lasting victory, I told you before and I'm going to tell you again, lasting victory, when you see conquering, 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 that's when you can have peace. You don't have peace when you don't have lasting victory. When you have this turmoil going on in your life, watch this, you start getting headaches, you start getting out of control, you start getting uh, upside down, watch this, topsy-turvy in your life. When you have lasting victory, I get victory after victory after victory. Yes, you see the enemy come, but as you see, if you go Old Testament, New Testament, there's always going to be an enemy facing the child of God. The key is when you get victory after victory after victory, you can go to sleep at night. When you get victory after victory after victory, then you'll start to see and recognize, realize that, you know what, I'm not worrying about a thing because if the enemy comes at me tomorrow, guess what? God's going to knock his block off. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the name of it. I had to pause. I'm trying to rock'em, sock'em robots. That's what it was. Rock'em, sock'em robots. And and the two little robot robot men would just hit, 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 hit. You could control them and you could move them forward. And every now and then you could slip a punch in, hit them up under the chin, and his head would knock. I meant you knock his head right up in the air. That's when you win. Boom. You. That's what you get when you have this relationship with God. Listen, even when sometimes it appears that you're losing, you know you're winning. It appears that, no, you have lost this particular battle. If you hang on in there with God, you better understand, with God, you've got to go to the ninth hour. With God, you've got to go all the way to midnight. It says, weeping may endure for a night. Joy is coming in the morning. Why? Because if you hold on and hold out, you're going to see God's going to give you the victory. You just got to make sure you do your part. Stay humble and stay in God's face. And if God says some things only go out by fasting and praying, then guess what? That's what you have to do. All right? So, uh, number one, Jesus set an example. Spending 40 days and 40 nights fasting in the desert. Afterwards, he was hungry. All right? Number two, as a free will offering to the Father. Now, again, you, you, you're thinking about people's birthday gifts. You're thinking about Christmas gifts, anniversary gifts, graduation gifts. You've got all these gifts. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All of these gifts coming, coming to mind where you've got to remember to give folks a gift. Have you ever thought about giving God a gift and, and the gift is a sacrifice? The song says we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord and we offer up to you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And we offer up to you a sacrifice 
of thanksgiving. Have you ever thought about giving God a thanksgiving, watch this, just a thank you, Jesus, fast? I'm fasting because of how good God has been. I'm fasting and thanking God. I'm sacrificing and I'm giving up this food. And I'm spending the time that I would be eating. Watch this. I'm spending the time that I would prepare the food. See, a thing that you got to understand about fasting, take all of the time that you would spend in preparation of the meal, if you were going to go out and purchase the meal, when you get the meal home, you prepare it, you sit down and eat it, and then you got to clean it up. Well, guess what? If I'm fasting and all I got to do is get an apple, all of that additional time, that 45 minutes, that hour and 20 minutes, that two hours, whatever it is, guess what? I'm going to spend that in God's face. I'm going to spend that. And let me tell you something. When it comes to the spiritual warfare, that's the best way to do it. I understand, and I do it myself. Sometimes I'm doing other little menial things. I'm, I could be doing a little, I don't know, painting, cutting the grass, trimming the hedges, Excuse me, whatever it is. And I'm praying at the same time, no matter what it is. However, I'm telling you, for me, myself, I'm giving you my testimony when it comes to if I can just sit and be quiet. Nobody, listen, no interruptions, just sit in his face, and I'm whispering a prayer, and I'm calling on his name, and I'm thanking him and adoring him, and nothing else is going on. That for me, I'm, I'm just giving you my testimony, that for me is the best when it comes to my interaction with God. No, 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 I want to be over here quiet. Uh, Copas and I went out to the restaurant the other day, and, and I'm looking at the design of the restaurant, and the way it's designed it um it has uh, curtains on both sides of the booth that we were sitting in. And I said, I guess some people, they want their privacy. And it's already you in a booth. You can already slide to the, to the side wall of the booth. And, you know, you can have pretty much privacy. But, but if you want even more privacy, you can take the curtains and close the curtains. Why? Because we don't want, no, 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 no distractions. So when it comes to you fasting and praying, listen, you, you, I want results. I don't want to be doing it. I don't want to fast, and, and then it appears that I'm fasting, and, and I'm not getting anything out of it. You got eight hours of work, and, 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 it's, and it's one thing if you get paid by the hour. It's another thing if you get paid by the unit. See, some truck drivers, thank you, Holy Ghost, some truck drivers, they get paid by the hour, so they're not rushing. They're not rushing. You don't see them barreling down the highway. Why? Because I get paid by the hour. So when I get there, I get there. I'm going to go to speed limit, and then I deliver. Some of them is by the containers. So the number of containers or movements or packages or whatever, when it's that way, then listen, I'm barreling down the highway trying to get to my next destination, pick up a load, and get that back. Why? Because I get paid by the load. It's not the time. In this instance, when you get in the presence of God, you want this, thank you, God, you want this time to be quality time. You don't want to be spending this time and say, oh, yeah, I spent an hour and a half uh, in prayer, prayer today. But you were so distracted. You, your mind was all over the place. You didn't know what, you, what in the world, where, where to start, where to finish, how to make it through it. You didn't know none of this. You didn't have a plan how I'm going. No, you need to make sure that the time you spend with God is quality time. It's my offering. I'm not just bringing 
Thank you, God. I'm not just bringing anything to him. It, my, my sacrifice is supposed to please him. And then we went into Acts 14, 23. We're going to move on to number three. Number two was as a free will offering to the Father. It pleases him. Then we got number three. Watch this. It produces spiritual and physical discipline. Because you're going to find out that your physical body interacts with your spiritual man. Your physical body, when, 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 you, when you do things in your physical body, then it will cause you, okay, you ate too much. Now guess what? You're supposed to be praying and you are sleepy because your body is going into digestive mode. It's draining on your energy. Okay, you went out and and you you went to the amusement park. Thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> I, had, I had to change that because I'm talking to Christians. We don't go out drinking. And the drinking example came to my mind. And I had to pause and come up with another. Okay, you went out to the amusement park. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You went out to the amusement park, and you really, again, went all at it. Now you're tired. Understand this. When Jesus said to the disciples, pray with me for one hour, what did he say? That you enter not into temptation. Why? Because when, good God Almighty, I hope, I hope revelation knowledge in the name of Jesus, let revelation knowledge take place tonight. One of the enemy's biggest tricks is temptation. Temptation to do whatever. It could be temptation to go to sleep. If you wonder why, you're always so sleepy. That's why I say that. I said it on Sunday. Sometimes we're in service. The service is good. The word is going forward. There was a very powerful speaker at uh, Mount Enum. This young lady came. She brought the word. I was so, uh, Gloria Adams, thank you, Holy Ghost. Gloria Adams, she came and she brought the word. I'm telling you, the word was so rich. It was so rich. I glanced over as a pastor. I'm the, I'm the uh, under-shepherd. I'm looking, checking out the flock, seeing if the flock is taking it in, and I'm seeing folks dozing. Ah, no, 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 I'm not getting on you. I'm not saying, oh, you were sleeping in church. No, 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 you need to get on you. Sometimes you got whatever I have to do to make sure I stay alert. Why? Because the enemy's trick, one of them is go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Go, you're tired. You didn't get enough rest. You was up. How many times did you get up last night? How many times? You got up too many times last night. You just didn't get enough rest. The rest wasn't good. You need more sleep. Just fall asleep. And we fall right into the trap. Watch this. I've said it before. I'll tell you again. When the enemy speaks, he does not speak as an outsider. I'm sleepy. He's smart. The dart that he shoots into your mind, I'm sleepy. I'm tired. I didn't get enough rest. I didn't get enough rest. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I have a lot to do today. I have a lot to do. So when you give this offering, watch out. You give it to God. When you start fasting, it's going to produce spiritual and physical disciplines. Luke chapter 2, 36, where are we going to go? Let's go to Bible Gateway. Luke 2, what does it say, 36 and 37? Yes. 
Okay? Watch this. And I believe, verse number 37, and she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. Now, again, I'm, I'm going to keep telling it until it gets to, until you wake up. Sometimes you wake up, watch this. Sometimes I, I realize that some people wake up doing Bible study, they get it. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. That, that's such a good word. That's such a good word. But tomorrow they do, watch this, they don't implement the plan. Matter of fact, you know what? Bible study is over. It's over at 8 o'clock, not 830. It's over at 8 o'clock. At 8 o'clock, it's still early enough for you to sit down with a blank sheet of paper and draw up your plan of how you're going to get on track because this particular thing has been bothering you for years, for ages. But guess what? You have done nothing constructive. Watch this. I was over at my parents' house. They, haven't, they had an issue with their deck. Helped them. I, I assisted with coordinating contractors to come over watching the uh, contractors do the work. Matter of fact, while it was happening, the same type of damage that was happening to their deck was happening to the little um, uh, walk or the ramp leading to their shed. My dad, while I was there, came out of the shed, slipped on that wood, because when it starts to deteriorate, it gets really, really bad, and, and slipped on that wood and fell. He's okay. Don't, don't be worried. The key is, now that you have identified the problem, I worked with them, helping them with the contractors, watched the job all the way through. It's done. The deck looks beautiful. I'm talking it is totally done. Why? Because they saw that they had a problem, and they got together a plan, got the resources, followed the work through, and it's done. Many times what we'll wind up doing is we have issues in our in our lives that will cause damage. And even though slip, fall, and I'm okay, no bumps, no bruises, no broken bones, I'm okay. But listen, you didn't do anything to fix it. That even that uh, ramp going to the shed has been uh, power washed and restained, and now we're going to put um, the anti-slip on it. Why? Because you've got to come up with a plan, imp- good God Almighty, implement the plan, see, the, follow through with the plan, and then, good God Almighty, thank you, God, then you can reap the benefits of your completed plan. No, you've got areas in your life that there's been issues with. You have identified that there's issues. They're causing problems. You have, God has given you grace in different areas. You have slipped, fallen, did not get hurt in the spiritual not, not, not the natural. You didn't slip and fall, but in the spiritual, you had some things that, that, that impacted you, but it did not destroy you, and you still have not done anything. The plan is being laid out. Spiritual warfare, prayers, night and day. Watch this. The woman had an issue, but guess what? Even at, when you grow older in age, you better understand, you got to come before God with a spiritual discipline, physical discipline, spiritual discipline, in order to reap the benefits. That's number three. It produces spiritual and physical discipline. And many of us are not going 
forward with victory in our spiritual lives. Why? Because you don't, you lack, thank you, Holy Ghost, you lack spiritual discipline. You lack physical discipline. No, 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 I'm not doing that right now. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to edit this and I'm going to edit it until it's done. That's what it took me to get that video out. I've got stored up, stored up videos, 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 undisciplined, 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 will not put to, 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 to practice the things that I've learned on how to edit, and I just keep storing them and storing them and storing them, storing them. and I want to do it, and I want to do it, and I want to do it. And it becomes, watch this, it becomes an antagonist. Good God Almighty. It becomes, watch this, an irritant. Thank you, God. You've got to understand what this is doing to your life. Because you lack the discipline. Fasting, watch this, one of the reasons you fast, it produces spiritual and physical discipline. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Move it on. Number four, it keeps you from God's judgment. It keeps you from God's judgment. What, where are we looking? John? Oh, what am I doing? Okay. John, and we're looking at 3, colon, 5-10. I knew I hit something else. Oh, bam, bam. All right, John 3. Five, 5 through 10, it says, and Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man what be born from the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not, I say unto thee, ye must be born again. It says, the wind blows where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it comes and whither it goes. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? This is what happens to the believer. This is what happens to the believer when it comes to this understanding. It keeps you from the judgment of God. It keeps you from operating outside. Watch this, the kingdom of God. It keeps you from operating outside of the will of God. It keeps you from experiencing the judgment of God because you're trying to operate. Watch this. You're trying to watch, operate in spiritual things but doing it in a physical way. No, no, no. You're still trying to manipulate circumstances in the physical, and you're lacking the discipline. Watch. I've, I've given you the secret in the moment that these situations happen, that you're supposed to be humble, that you're supposed to show your brothers and sisters in love. The Bible says that if you find your brother or sister in a fault, ye which are spiritual, you are supposed to. Where is that at? I think that's in James. Let me let me look. Um, uh, I'm going to say, James, if you find your brother in a fault, all right? James chapter 5, verse 19, all right? Turn there real quick. James chapter 5, verse 19. Because, see, again, um, what we find ourselves doing we find ourselves condemning believers. 
we find ourselves, and, and, and not even understanding that, that the believer had nothing to do with the circumstance that you found yourself, the interaction that you found yourself in with that particular person. No, no, no. The Bible says that, that, that God wanted, Pharaoh wanted to let the people go in Egypt. God's heart in his heart. No, 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 because I got something to teach them. So I'm using them. So here it is. You start getting mad at Pharaoh. You start talking about Pharaoh. You done lost it. God is trying to build you up spiritually and showing you what he's showing you is that you still don't have it. So what he's saying, I'm allowing you. So when you start to see Pharaoh do goofy stuff like saying y'all can go, okay, he allowed them to, to leave and then turned around and said, no, they can't leave. Okay, now he's saying that they can leave. All you got to do is read the story. And then all of a sudden God hardened his heart. I know he hardened his heart more than twice or at least two times. So what is the point? God was showing the children of Israel. When you come up out of Egypt, I want you to know. So I'm going to allow you to experience this, 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 ten this. Ten things that they had to go through. Why? Because you're on a training ground. You're being taught. And you said you're God's child. And God is not an absentee parent. Good God Almighty. You better hear me tonight. God is not an absentee parent. When he's your father, he's going to teach you. You're going to learn something. And you're going to learn, watch this, whether you like it or not. Why? Because you said you're my father. Watch what it says in James chapter 5. I think it's verse 19. Let me see if they got this. Uh, I'm looking at 419, and 4 doesn't have 19 verses. I'm, I'm like, hold on a second. How could it be uh, 519? Because you're looking at chapter 4. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth a sinner, that is not it, overtaken, uh, I thought it was in chapter, ye which are spiritual, it's not Galatians, brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth, that's not what I said. Okay, so I'm going to say, watch this. If your brother, I know how to, I know how to write it now, uh, is overtaken. Overtaken in a fault. It must be Galatians. Is it Galatians 6? Let's look. This is, this is important, folks. I'm believing it's important because what happens many times, you get the opportunity to advance and to graduate to the next level, and you keep failing the same test. The Lord allows you to go into uh, different situations, and when it comes to keeping you from experiencing the, the heavy hand of God, the judgment of God, the issues, Galatians chapter 6, brethren, uh, yeah, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Good God Almighty. Galatians, no, 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 I, I need you to have this scripture. You don't want to, listen, when it's time for you to come to the gym, I try to get you in the gym, give you some little personal training. No, you don't want to go to the gym. I'm tired. I'm not going today. I'm tired. I'm not going. You didn't skip two. This, we only go once a week. You didn't skip two weeks. 
Now when you come back the third week, you're wondering why it's so hard because you have not been going to the gym. What is the gym, Pastor? What are you talking about? Are you talking about working out or are you talking Bible study? Physical, spiritual. Both of them you got to work out. When the moment comes for you to show in the spirit of meekness that you are growing and you revert back to your physical bad habits. God's going to watch this. God is not an absentee parent. He's going to give you the opportunity again. Another situation is coming up. You need to pass it in the moment. And, and can I help you out? Watch this. In the moment, it's going to come up again whether you pass it or not. Because when you pass it, he's still going to take you to that next level. If you're not bearing fruit, he cuts it down. If you do bear fruit, he cuts it back. Good God Almighty. <laughs> that's what the scripture says. Those, those trees that's not bearing fruit at all, he cut them down. The ones that are bearing fruit, he cuts them back so they'll spawn growth. Uh, listen, we have a tree down at the church. Stands out in front of the tree. The tree has experienced a whole lot of stuff. Let me tell you what the tree experienced. The tree experienced the pastor of the church. All right? The pastor of the church trims the tree because the tree starts growing all down on top of the cars or in front of the sign of the church. All right? So it experienced the pastor. It also experienced the snow removal truck. The snow, the big old dump truck came by and knocked one of the large branches off the tree. Prior to that, check this out, it experienced lightning. We had a big old branch laying down in the front of the church because lightning hit the tree and knocked the top branch off the tree. Each, watch this, if the story is going somewhere, each time that the, the tree experiences, whether it's trimming, whether it's the truck, whether it's lightning, guess what? Next thing you know, the tree starts growing like crazy in other areas. you got to let that soak in. God says that if you are bearing fruit, I'm going to prune you. I'm going to cut you back so you will bear more fruit. You, it's going to spawn more growth in you. So the more you know, the more you do. You don't want to have to experience the judgment of God, all right? That's number four. Keeps you from the judgment of God. John chapter 3, verses 5. Did I do it? I think I already did it. Yeah, 5 through 10, okay? Number five. It manifests concerns, watch this, for family, church, community, and country. It manifests concern. Now, again, you hear me say it all the time. Many times you are hindered. You are stymied in your prayer life. You are stymied in your spiritual growth because you really, even though you can talk it real good, when it comes to your real concern that's in your heart, your family is the one that you're really, really concerned about. You ain't concerned about nobody else. You're not concerned about the church. Folks in the church not coming to mind spiritually that they get breakthrough. You're not staying up late at night, walking the floor, talking about sister so-and-so. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I pray, oh God, that you get breakthrough. I'm praying breakthrough in her life. I'm not only praying breakthrough in her life, but her family life, because I realize that if she gets breakthrough and her family don't get breakthrough, they're going to pull her down again. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now that she is free. I speak freedom. You said I have the keys to the kingdom. And in the name of Jesus, I lose sister so-and-so right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm not going to let this go. I speak her name into your hearing. I speak her name into the atmosphere. I realize that my words, like the centurion, told Jesus that all I have to do is speak the word, and I'm made in your image, God, and I speak the word right now over sister so-and-so. She's free in Jesus' name. I loose her from the bondage right now in Jesus' name. I loose her from shackles right now in Jesus' name. The devil has no dominion over her life. I bind up the hand of the enemy that comes against her. I pray right now, and I labor before you right now, God. I've given up food for her. I'm giving up food for her family, and I'm speaking breakthrough in her life in Jesus' name. No, no, no. You're doing that for your family. You're doing that for your marriage. But you're not doing it for sister so-and-so. You're not doing it for the community around the church because in the community where our church is, there is a prostitution. In the community where our church is, there is drug sales. In, in the community where our church is, there is gun violence. Come on, folks. In the community where our church is, there are schools that are, are not considered the highest educated or the best school to go to. Matter of fact, they tore the whole school down, they rebuilt it, and they almost finished with it. But you're not praying for the community. The thing that's really in your heart, and I told you your heart is your deep thoughts, the thing that's really in your, in your heart is your own family. So you're not picking up the mind of Christ. You're not picking up the mind of God. You're letting your physical, your, and thank you, Holy Ghost, your physical environment, your physical upbringing, uh, alter the way you think. See, you got to open yourself up to the mind of God. And God, he understands that, guess what? By his word, the worlds will form. My God can do a lot more than just the Peterson family. When I say the Peterson family, I'm talking the Ruffins, the Harrises, the Lindos, the, the uh, Shepherdsons, the Waltons. Petersons, all of, that's all the Petersons. You got a whole lot of, the Paynes, the Jones. See, we've got a whole lot of sisters and aunts and uncles and stuff. And even though they're gone on to be with the Lord, guess what? It's a strong family bond. But the, the, the things of God, when it comes to the things of God in the believer, your mind has got to be expanded further than just the Peterson. Yes, my mom had six sisters and one brother, seven of them. You got to let, it's more, it's more. Oh, my, my, my father had 13 kids. They had 15 kids. They had 20 kids, uh, uh, 97 uh, great grand. Okay, but it's more than that. So when you start to pray, when you open yourself up, and that's why I say you've got to understand, that if you don't understand, then you've got to keep researching until you do understand. You're not trying to understand because you're not researching. You're not digging. Folks who, good God Almighty, folks who want to find gold, dig. Good God Almighty. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. Folks who want to find diamonds, dig. 
If you really want to find out something about a particular topic, I'm saying pray in the spirit and pray with your understanding. When I say pray in the spirit, you say, well, I really don't understand. Then dig. Ask God to manifest it to you because what I'm telling you, you're not believing. What I'm telling you, you're not practicing. And when you pray in the spirit, when, again, what do we talk about? Thy will be done. When it starts to get, when, listen, when you start, thy will be done. God is, listen, he so loved the world. He's not playing around with no just one little family. He's not talking about no denomination. He's talking about the world, the universe. All that that's going on around outside of it, it's that will be done. You being obedient, number two, you being obedient and then wrapped up in righteousness, you're doing, watch this, the righteousness is God himself. You're walking like Jesus in, in the earth, only doing what the Father says do, believing that he can do it and doing it when he says do it. And when you do it, guess what? It's to glorify him. It's his will being done. When you wrap that all up, listen, it's easier for you to keep It's very easy for you to get into the spirit and allow God to use your mouth. Listen, you understand. Read in the Bible, and God all of a sudden took over so-and-so's mouth, and he started speaking in another tongue. No, no, no. Come on. Do the research with me. Call me up. Let's get into it. And, and, and go into the scripture, and you show me where it happened. Let me show you what happened. I'm going to show you what happened. The earth, man, started saying it happens this way. And everybody went along with it and said that's the way it happens. God moves your mouth. God puts this different language in your mouth. No, no, no. The only time you see it happen is in Acts. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Acts, when they were in one place on one accord, the spirit fell, and that kind of tongue is not the uh, uh, spiritual language. That tongue was one language. Like everybody there spoke English, even though there were Chinese there, there were Filipinos, there could have been German, whatever it was, and I'm not saying those were the nationalities, but whatever it was, everybody could understand. That was a language. Everybody at that point was speaking English or, or Hebrew, Greek, whatever. They were speaking the same language at that time in Acts. Your spiritual language that Paul talks about, and he says, I speak in tongues more than any of you, is something that Paul did with his understanding of spiritual things. Good God Almighty. You got to, no, 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 you don't want to know, because if you do want to know, you're dig. I've known people, I've got folks in my family, they are workers. When they want something, they work and they get it. If you really want it, you got to go after it. I wanted it. I went after it. God explained it to me. I started doing it. I started experiencing God. Thank you, God. All right. Okay. I see it. Let's move on. Okay, so what does it say? Manifest concern for family, church, community, and country. And myself, I stay in this country mode. 
I say in this country, it incorporates, it encompasses my family. It encompasses the neighborhood. It encompasses the church. Now, yes, I will have to admit, I do do quite a bit of prayer for the events coming up at our church. Why? Because I'm the pastor there. I'm praying that the atmosphere is right. I'm praying that no demon will be able to enter. I'm praying that they get arrested at the door. No foolishness. When I see it, I look around and the demon and then call somebody to go to sleep in the name of Jesus. How did he get in here? In the name of Jesus, I bind up every evil spirit. I arrest them at the door. I post angels at the door that the spirit of God may rule in this place, that the folks may be inspired by the spirit of the living God. Father, have your way in this place. Use us to your glory. Speak life into us, O oh God, that we might do your will, that we might be on fire for you. We thank you, dear Lord, for what you're doing in our lives individually. We thank you the way you're bringing us on one accord collectively. Now we pray in the name of Jesus, have your way in our lives, O oh God, that we might affect change in this world, that folks might really see the power of God moving. Yes, I have to do that for the, the branch of Zion. However, I do it also in, in, in a large quantity of my time is spent for the, the whole United, the whole world, that it might be impacted by the Spirit of God. Amen. Watch this. Esther, chapter 4, and I think I pulled that up at one point. Did I? Uh, Esther, chapter 4. Okay, I'm going to pull it up here. Come on, thing. Mess up on me now. Esther, chapter 4, and let's go 3, what was it? 3, comma, 16. Let's see how it does with the Message Bible. Okay, and then 16 is down there. Okay. Nope, I'm going to go over here. Easy to read. In every province where the king's command had come, there was much crying and sadness among the Jews. They were fasting and crying loudly. Many Jews were lying on the ground, dressed in sackcloth with ashes on their head. Now, here it is again. I talked to you about Jesus setting an example when uh, um, he was getting ready to go into ministry. He fasted and he prayed. When uh, he was getting ready to go to the cross, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. He took brothers with him. He said, pray with me for one hour. Pray with me for one hour. Pray, listen, pray with me for one hour. It revolution. I don't know if it's hitting you right now. I don't know if it's sinking in the good soil right now. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that it is sinking in the good soil, but you have to understand, Jesus said he was going through something that was really tough, and he said, pray with me for one hour. No, no, no. I'm not talking about you going uh, through something tough. Pray with me for one hour, one hour, one hour, one hour. He was going through something, and he did not say it. It wasn't three weeks before. It wasn't a month before. He said, okay, they, something's getting ready to happen. Pray with me right now for one hour. So he's given you a, a strategy for when things are getting tough with you, listen, spend some time. I didn't say one hour. Spend some time. Jesus said pray with me for one hour. Spend some time in prayer. And I'm talking sincere prayer. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, if there's anything that's hindering my prayer, 
from having power. If there's anything hindering my prayer from reaching the heavenlies, if there's a battle going on and I have to persevere and just hold on, Father, speak to my heart. Here it is, another example in Esther chapter 4, verse number 3, where again, the Jews were getting ready to go through something. Guess what? They're lying on the ground, dressed in sackcloth, fasting, and praying. So you say you're concerned about your niece. You're saying you're concerned about your auntie, your husband. What have you done spiritually to see breakthrough? Oh, oh, where's your confidence? If my confidence is in the spiritual things, then guess what? I start fasting and praying. You may have to call a, 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 an emergency fast. Uh-uh, I got to fast right now. I got to stop right now and go into this fast. Why? Because what the news I just got, uh-uh, I need to fast. Watch this. Verse number 16, Esther chapter 4. Then Esther sent this answer to Mordecai. Go and get all the Jews in Susa together and fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days or nights. And my woman servants will fast too. After we fast, I will go to the king. I know it is against the law to go to the king. If he didn't call me, but I will do it. Any, I'm going to do this anyway. If I die, let me die. See, when you know you got something coming up, it's time to fast and pray. You, you've been hearing about it. You ain't implemented it in your life. You can't recall in your diary, you look back, how many times did something serious come up? You fast and you pray. Let me tell you something. The journal, my sister came in town uh, from Texas. She brought uh, two journals, um, two journals to, to accompany the Purpose Driven Life. And I started thinking, wow, somebody's going to be blessed by this. Yeah, it came to my mind. I know it. You, you're right. It came to my mind. I might go and use one of these journals myself. Journaling is not my thing, but it's my thing. I realize that journaling will bless you real good. I say it's not because I don't sit down and write down my, my um, thoughts and things of that nature like some other people do. They journal a lot. But let me tell you something that it will do for you. You can go back through your journal, and you can start to see, I prayed for this, and the Lord answered. I fasted and prayed for this, and the Lord's answer. And I fasted. Watch this. Not the answer may not be the answer that I prayed for, but the Lord answered. I did get an answer. And you will start to see that's where your strength comes from. God has blessed me too many times for me to give up. Yeah, it seemed crazy sometimes. I'm like, wow. How in the world? I am your man. I know I'm your favorite. You've done so many things that just knocked the, whoo, God, you blessed me so good. I know I'm your man. How in the world am I going through this or going through that? How is it? Why? Because that's the training mechanisms that God used in training up me as his child. You know what I do? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right? Can we move on? That's number five, right? Let's look at Daniel chapter 9. 
Daniel 9, what? 3. Thank you, God. It's moving a little bit slow. And I set my face unto the Lord, unto the Lord God, to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting. All right? Sackcloth and ashes. Now, again, when is the last time you've seen anybody in sackcloth? I know we're talking about fasting. But when is the last time you see? You've got to understand that there is a buffeting of the body. There is an outward expression to those around you that I am fasting or, or that I'm in prayer or that I'm agonizing over this. Listen to what it says. I'm looking at it in the easy read. Then I turned to the Lord God and I prayed to him and asked him for help. I didn't eat any food I did, and I put on put ashes on my head, and I put clothes that show I was sad. You might be a fancy dresser. You may be a fancy dresser. You love to dress up, and all of a sudden you dress down. Nobody really knows why you didn't get real extravagant for this particular thing. It was between you and God. But no, no, no. God, I'm sad about something right now. I want to go to this event but I am not going to dress up my regular way. Why? Because this is between me and you. I, this is not right, and I, and I need an answer from you. I'm praying for this. I'm, I'm seeing the drug addiction on my, on my family member. I'm seeing, watch this, I'm seeing depression try to slip up on a family member. You letting, you letting the enemy slip in and have you talking about foolishness. Junk that you can't do nothing. Listen, something that's happening right now, and you identify it, and you don't put the power to it? What are you talking about, Pastor, the power? I don't understand your little slang, the power. You're putting the power to it. What do you mean? I'm talking about fasting. I'm talking about you having a relationship with God, and you downgrade your dress. Why? That's my sackcloth. Or you purchase yourself some sackcloth. And you just go into your place, your secret place, for that period of time. And it is a very uncomfortable feeling to have on potato sack, an itchy, wool feeling. But this is between me and God. In order to get this answer, I need to hear from God, and I'm going to buffet myself. Last verse, last verse, look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 15. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus said unto them, Can children of the bridegroom mourn? As long as the bridegroom is with them, but the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them. Then they shall fast. Jesus answered, easy to read, At the wedding of friends of the bridegroom are not sad while he is with them. He cannot fast then. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and they will fast. Now, again, there's a period of time when it comes to the weddings during that time that, again, the presence of the bridegroom was there. And then when the presence of the bridegroom is gone, in order for them to really 
uh, mate or to bring them together in a spiritual uh, connection, guess what? They are apart for a season. While they are apart for a season, I believe that was, matter of fact, part of the situation with Joseph and Mary. They was apart for that season. Now Mary pops up present, present, <laughs> pregnant during that time. Hold on a second. We are apart. And while we are apart, you pop up pregnant, but she was pregnant by the Holy Ghost. When they are apart, that's when you fast. Now the bridegroom we have is gone away. Jesus is gone away. He's coming back for his bride, the church. While he's gone, the bridegroom is gone, guess what? We're fasting and we're praying because he's going to crack this guy. And that's why, again, it says for family, for church, the community, and the country. This is for the body of Christ. Christ is coming back. And when it comes to us praying, if you ain't praying for nothing else, Father, have the body prepared. There were so many people on the, in, in the day of Noah that did not get on the ship. There was a ton more. I'm talking that the number, the, the percentage is just crazy of who was killed in the flood and who made it on the ship. Well, when it comes to this day, you got to understand, churches are filled with folk who really don't love the Lord. They love church. They love the name, Big Baptist, Big Baptist Church, Big Church on the Corner. Fancy church, the good singing church, the good preaching church. They are in love with men and women of God. They are in love with particular singers. They are, watch this. They're in love with songs. God, my God. But they don't love God. They love that song. No, no, no. It's not what the song is saying. It's not what it means for their relationship, and they, are, and they are singing a melody unto God. No, you can hear it in their singing. They are singing to sound good. No, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul. Rejoice. It's about you, God. No, no, no. I'm, no, I may not sound right, but guess what? It mean right. <laughs> it may not sound right, but it mean right. When it comes from my heart, the meaning from my heart, because I love the Lord. Amen? Amen. Thank you, saints of God. God is so good to us. Thank you so much. We had no instances tonight, and I thank God. Uh, sometimes he allows it, sometimes he won't. The word was still relevant, and I'm thanking and praising God for it. Lord, seal it in our hearts that we might not sin against thee. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.